Welcome to the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, myself and Chris had the opportunity to talk to Jordan St. Cyr about his self-titled album, about his song Fires, which you have, if you haven't heard, I would just encourage you to go check it out. It is an incredible song. Uh, we also talked about how he really felt the Lord calling him for a big move for he and his family, uh, for struggles in personal life and, and what you do with that and how you um, can respond to the Lord in that. He also gives a bunch of insight into worship leadership, what he's thinking when he's leading worship. And I hope it's an encouragement for you. There's a lot to learn. So I'd encourage you to just grab a notebook and take some notes. So here we go with the Church Collective Podcast. March 4th, got a new album coming out. March 10th, hit the road with Jeremy Camp and Riley Clemens. I'm stoked for that. Um, more recent than both of those, uh, my wife and I, our four kids, just moved to Nashville, Tennessee from uh, Winnipeg, Canada. Oh so uh, we are two weeks into that journey and um, we're in the, oh my gosh, what did we do phase, right? Um, you know, you, you dream about, you know, a move like this for so long and then uh, you do it and you're like, oh my goodness, God, did I did I hear right? Are we, are we right in this? And, uh, so that's kind of where we, we are right now. And, uh, but we are loving it. We, uh, we're so grateful, uh, to be surrounded by, by people that share a lot of the same vision and heart for, for the people of our world and to, to share just a message of hope and, uh, and of faith ultimately that we, we can believe that, that God is good and he is for us. So, I'd love to like kind of just jump straight into that because I know transition is a big thing for so many worship leaders. And there's always this sense of like, am right. I supposed to just keep digging in where I am or am I supposed to, is it time to move on? I'd love to just yeah. hear like everybody's different, but like, how did, that's a big move. Like what, how did the Lord work that? You know, um, as a younger person, as a very, you know, a way more immature person, um, I was, you know, really willing to risk risk so much. And we've been planning, you know, thinking about dreaming about this move for about six years and the, the timing was never right. And what God really impressed upon my heart is, yeah, you've got this dream of, of music in, in ministry. However, there are so many answered prayers in your life that you have right now that I want to reveal to you, you know, like you once prayed and dreamed for an amazing, you know, beautiful wife, you know, that would be your companion throughout this life. You know, um, you prayed, you know, that you would one day be a father, that we would both be parents to kids and um, that we would have great neighbors and have a, an awesome house to live in. And he gave us all those things. And I would say probably in the last two to three years, I had kind of, I let go of this dream of, of moving to town and, and being a part of, um, you know, what I thought my dream was going to be about. And I think it was through that surrender, God rebirthed really that dream. Um, I was given the, the greatest piece of advice that I hated for many years about moving. And um, it was someone in, in the industry here. And he just said, let this town bring you here. And uh, I think as a, as a father, you know, we do our best to imitate God and his provision by going out and working um, and, and bringing home a paycheck. But at the end of the day, the best we can do is imitate God and his provision. And, uh, but, you know, you, it, takes, it takes resources to, to provide for your family to put food on the table. 
And uh, it wasn't until really um, the music started bringing in an income and I started getting busy on the road that it practically made sense. And, uh, you know, really it's, it's all God's timing that brought us here. Yeah. And that's an awesome encouragement. Talk, talk a little bit about, um, so you've got a history with YWAM worship leadership, maybe just give us, yeah. how did you get started? Like, uh, like that, that's always, and maybe you can have some encouragement for the, it seems like the young worship leader wants to be a recording artist. Like that's always the, the way to go. Right. And so it's not like you right. can just prescribe that path, but maybe just speak to this younger worship leader, talk about where you came from and you know, what kind of encouragement yeah. would you have? Yeah. You know, uh, for me, what got me into music um, was really just a love for worship. I grew up in a very small town in a Christian home and, you know, everybody, you know, impressed upon me, you know, their relationship with God and music kind of gave me my, my own relationship at a very young age. My faith became my own, you know, when I was 11 or 12. And uh, what really got me started, I guess, was, uh, you know, a youth leader reached out to me. Um, you know, we're, we're come from a small town uh, you know, not a lot of people in our youth group. So if you had the inkling that you might want to maybe play guitar and sing, you're the, you're the worship leader, you know? So, um, <laughs> that was me. And, uh, I love to sing and, uh, but I was a terrible guitar player, terrible, terrible singer, but I was competitive by nature. And so the task had been put forth before me and I, I went for it. And I just, uh, not only was I competitive and committed to, you know, playing hours, you know, locked in my bedroom every night, um, I was building a relationship with Jesus in those moments, in those uh, formative years. And uh, God gave me this, this gift of really the gift of desire, you know, and desire, the byproduct of that was getting better at guitar, getting better at singing. And um and that's really what got me into it. I also, um, you know, we had many people come to our church and, you know, uh, you know, guests, not even like big artists or big names, but, you know, guest worship leaders and, and also speakers. Um, and I just, I fell in love with hearing about people's stories. And uh, so to the YWAM question, we had a lot of people come through our church uh, and just speak about their their experience with YWAM and how worship played an integral part of their journey and their faith walk. And so I knew when I was about 15 years old, I'm like, I, I want to do that. As soon as I'm done high school, uh, I want to I want to you know do something in that area, missions, um, just growth, walking with the Lord. College and university weren't necessarily you know my thing. Um, but, uh, anything missional I was, I was locked into and, um, yeah, so, so I, I ended up kind of working out my high school schedule where I finished a half year early. Um, and so I just got to work. I went and worked yeah. for like an electric electrician and, uh, did all the practical steps to really fulfill the desires that God had put on my heart. Yeah. And so spent three, four months, uh, at the Montana base in Lakeside, Montana. And then I did a mission in New York City uh, shortly after 9-11. And we, we worked in soup kitchens and we worked in food services um, with Salvation Army. And uh, it was really, again, the testimony of others that, that led me down the path where I am today. 
was guitar your first instrument or did you did you have any musical background before that not really like I, I was an athlete and then I just stopped growing and I was you know batting against pitchers who were six three six six and I was like I gotta find something else <laughs> and uh there was a, I really love to sing, you know, I wasn't even great at it, but there was something inside of me that always needed to get out. And so I just felt, you know, called to pick something up to support singing. And so um, when I was about 15, 16 years old, I, I picked up the guitar and uh, haven't put it down ever since. How did you, uh, did you like learn off YouTube or did you get a, a teacher or what? YouTube. We didn't have YouTube yet. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> you know, for me, uh, yeah, I think really I didn't have a teacher. It was those simple worship songs, learning simple chord structures, you know, oh, this is the key of G. This is the key of C. These are the chords that, you know, mesh with that. And, and, um, um, always having new songs to learn for, for next Friday or next Sunday, uh, was really what, you know, provoked me to, to just learn on my own. Um, those church chord sheets, you know, with the lyrics and the chords above them, the, that was my YouTube. So, wow. yeah. <laughs> Talk a little bit about, um, so the songs that are coming out on this album, where, where have they come from? How, what's the process been like? <clears throat> yeah. You know, okay. So there's, there's one song that's not like the rest. Right. So the one song that's not like the rest is, is a song called Fires. Fires was written um, from these, the vantage point of, of just, you know, one man's story going through a hard time, God coming through, uh, revealing his faithfulness, but allowing him to walk through the hard time um, and, and really refining his faith and proving his faith genuine. I had not been through a season in my life yet that was so deep and dark where I needed to wholly depend on God. So you've got fires, which came from just my heart resonating with this man. His name was Nathan, his story. And then six months after that song was written, my youngest daughter was born with uh, a brain condition that is, you know, it's a lifelong thing. Like it, it, it does not get better. And the other nine songs were written from that well, which really uh, God just kind of set us up with this song fires. And he just impressed upon my heart and, and begged the question, Jordan, is it still true? Is it still true that I am just as faithful and just as good as you said I was? And that basically is the story of the album is walking through our fire and, uh, and really I think you come to a crossroads when you get to a point in your life like this, you can either, you know, do it on what strength you have left, you know, close your fist around your circumstance, you know, take on all the stress, the anxiety, the worry, the depression, um, try and hold your future together, or just kind of open your hand up and watch what God's going to do. And I think this album is about just watching, you know, what had God has done in our lives and the faithfulness that he is is revealed to us in such a deeper way that we didn't know before yeah do you have um i mean sorry to hear that for your daughter but i'd, I'd imagine there's incredible encouragement that you could give to the worship leader oh, yeah. week to week like how how do you dig when I, i'd imagine at the start you don't really <laughs> want to dig you don't really want to worship but 
God works yeah. in incredible ways through that. So maybe speak to that a little bit. Um, it's so important that we lead our hearts, that mm-hmm. we um, that we stand on the truth. It's I often talk about marriage, and uh, you know when you first meet the love of your life, you know you're in the honeymoon phase, and it's so easy, and then things get real, right? Because love is an action and less of a feeling, yeah. and so what is our metric as worship leaders? Um, what fuels us to keep going? And uh, I think we have to remember our first love, you know? So when, when things get, you know, for my wife, Heather and I, when it's like, oh man, why am I not feeling it today? I just have to go back to the reason why I just absolutely fell in love with her in the first place, yeah. how amazing she is. And it all comes back. And I think we need to do that with, our relationship with God and ours also our relationship with leading people um, into that moment where, you know, we're calling their spirits to rise up, you know, um, for me as an artist, you know, now having so much support, we've got such a big team around us. What is my reason for doing what I do? Because it used to be, man, if I just had that record label or if I just had that, and that was the drive. But now that's here, I need a new standard. I need a new metric. Mm. And I think it's it's the same as it was back then. It's just now I can identify it. And it's like, I'm here to leave the world a better place than I came into it. You mm. know, it's about, it's about impact. It's about people. And the only way I can serve people is by digging in with God in my personal life. And making that a priority yeah that's wonderful and can you talk about um for the album like what was your writing process who would you write with um, yeah who produced it yeah um so i mean god gave us this deep well of uh you know kind of a new message to speak to people who have unresolved issues in their life who have not received their miracle you know we believe in the God of miracles, but we're in between, you know, the miracle and the not yet. And so what I found is there, that is most of us, you know, and God is using that season uh, to refine us and shape us for the work that he has prepared for us to do. And so um, it was really about using that message uh, that was so prevalent in our life in every kind of uh, writing room. I would just bring this message, you know, bring titles and hooks and lyrics um, really all pointing back to, to the season of life. God was currently walking us through with our little girl. And uh, it was just a beautiful thing because it, it resonated with so many um, uh, of, of our team that was going through so much personally that they just had not brought to light, you know, because we like to talk about the win or the miracle, but uh, where do we stand when, you know, we're in this gray season of, is God talking to me? Is God answering me? How come I don't have my, my answer to prayer yet? And uh, it just, I think, gave everyone permission to just take a load off and, uh, and realize that, hey, we're all in this together. Um, I got to write with some amazing people. One of my favorite tracks on the album is a song called Good Pain. And I wrote that with Matt Hammett and my, you know, the main producer of the album, Micah Kuyper. Uh, Matt Hammett has been through you know, a whirlwind of, uh, you know, of just health stuff with his, one of his sons, Bowen. And, uh, and it was just an amazing, 
you know, time of ministry for me, just from one dad to another, uh, walking through stuff that we're just trying to, you know, figure out today and tomorrow we'll, we'll get there when, when it comes. Um, so Matt was great. Um, Micah Kuyper produced eight out of the 10 tracks. Uh, AJ Proust produced a song called Weary Traveler that we wrote with Matthew West. And that was a song, um, one of the last songs we wrote for the album. And it was just for me, I just thought about my wife the whole time, you know, um, I'm on the road. She's at home with our four kids, uh, our youngest with a chronic illness. And she's, you know, bearing that weight alone. Um, even though it may feel lonely, she, she isn't alone. And it just, I think it was just a message I wanted to impress upon people to just hang on, you know, this world can seem dark, but when we gain that heavenly perspective of, uh, you know, uh, what we can hope for, you know, in the next life, I think it starts to shift our decision-making and, uh, and the things that we do in this life, uh, the one of the last songs uh, that we wrote, uh, other than Weird Traveler, was a song called Yours. And uh, I actually produced that with my brother, Evan. So my real brother, not my bro, but uh, he's uh, he's just a great dude. And, um, you know, my, one of my favorite verses is in Matthew 22, uh, where it just says, you know, love God with, you know, all, you know, paraphrase, love God with everything you have, you know, and Jesus goes on to say, you know, this is the greatest commandment. And the next is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And so, I mean, my closest neighbor sleeps, you know, one foot right next to me, uh, my wife, and I wanted to write something meaningful for her um, that just kind of impressed upon her heart, how I felt through this season of life. And the chorus is just says, I am yours, whatever the weather we're facing, I am yours, no matter the storms we've been chasing. I am yours. And so just whatever we go through, I'm going to do my best to, to imitate God's consistency in our lives because I'm chasing after him. And um, so, yeah, man, we've got, we've got a ton of other writers on there and uh, just some amazing artists that have been through a lot in their personal life. And I think um, those are the, those are the songwriters that we're able to kind of dig deep because of their personal um circumstances they've walked through and, and, and God being faithful in them. Do you ever, do you ever, ever have a hard time spending time with people um, that don't seem to have any problems in their life? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I, I hung out with a, an artist friend recently and uh, he said, you know, don't trust anyone that hasn't been broken. And <laughs> I'm just like, boom, um, I love that because I think, I mean, to a degree we all have. And I think um, the way we, we have conversation is just um, uh, our recognition of that brokenness. And, and, you know, some people don't recognize it. And I just, as an artist, I kind of wear it on my sleeve. It's a badge of honor. And it's, uh, it's just sharing, this is why I need Jesus in my life is because this is who I am. And it's not a victim thing. You know, it's not like I'm less than, I'm more than because he is with me. And uh, I, I'm i not a big surface person, you know, talker. I, I love going deep right away. Hmm. What, to, to kind of shift the convo here a little bit, I'd love to hear 
with the acceleration of everything in this world after a couple of years ago with the pandemic and just the way the world is going now, I'd love to hear just your thoughts as a worship leader. Like, what do you think the church is doing? You know, and this can go from anywhere from doing worship online to just get like every, like, yeah. what's your, what's your sense of having been through all this, being like a worship leader, seeing, you know, your music resonating in a lot of ways, probably because so many people were going through things that the song resonates their fires especially resonated with like what just what's your sense on what the lord's doing with the church right now yeah i think there's there's a couple sides well there's more than a couple sides to that that's sure, a huge yeah. question <laughs> right yeah it's kind of take um, it wherever you feel like i think there are those that um saw this season as their their freedoms being taken away you know and there were others that um you know were we're very clear on, you know, no one can take my freedoms away. And I think it's been very revealing of, you know, there's the freedom the world gives you and there's the freedom Christ gives you. And, but kind of somewhere in the middle there, it's like, we were, we were created to gather. Like there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Um, and I've always, you know, leaned on the side of like, you know, I will worship wherever I am you know, whether it's just me, you know, whether it's, you know, I'm Paul in a prison cell. Um, um, but that being said, I think there is something so special about gathering and, and it, it's more of just, you know, a time of when we can just celebrate. Right. And I think if we can, we can keep that perspective of like, you know, church is a time of celebration and surrounding those that, that really are in need and we can be Christ's hands and feet to them. Um, that's what's kept my heart in this season from not getting angry. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. um, yeah. Because um, we're always going to be challenged. You know, you, every generation has their challenge uh, that we have to overcome. And I think this is, this is ours. And uh, I think if we can realize as the church that our mission stays the same, yeah. you know, as worship leaders, our mission stays the same, no matter what comes at us. When we're dealing with gender stuff, we're dealing with, you know, um, pandemic stuff, uh, you know, politics, um, we can get into the weeds on that so fast. But I think, you know, our world, you know, it kind of operates over here. And I think in a lot of ways, God's like, I'm, I'm right over here, guys. I'm, I'm just right. Just come join me in the work I'm doing. Yeah. And, um, and I think he's after our hearts and minds, you know, absolutely. You know, God wants all of those, all of that. And, um, but ultimately at the end, he's going to be doing the changing. And we are just, we are just, the, you know, the messengers, we are the facilitators, we are the vessels. Yeah. Um, uh, I love, uh, you know, when, uh, oh, geez, there's that, uh, the story of the, you know, the, the fishers of man and Jesus says, you know, just bring them to me. And yeah. I will sort, I will sort them out. Sure. Right. We, we love to sort them out, you know, and I think that's where we get into trouble, you know, uh, yeah. you know, as worship leaders, it's enough showing up, uh, leading people uh, into worship yeah. and share from your heart what God has put into you, but allow God to sort, sort them out. Yeah, that's great. Could you give a little insight too, just like practically when you're leading worship, what are yeah. you, what's going through your mind? Like, how are you reading the room? Like, what, what do you like, just hmm. tactically, what, what would you tell a worship leader? Like, how do you, how do you maintain hmm. some sensitive? I, I asked too many questions, but take this where you want to go. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. You know, <clears throat> I think you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Um, 
whenever I worship, you know, there's many thoughts on this, but I'm there to worship God. And if you want to join me in that, uh, by all means, um, I, I prepare as much as I can, but then allow, you know, space in my heart, um, for God to just impress upon me in the moment, what he wants to say, um, and just try and be bold to, to stand out and say that, um, I think it's so vitally important, important that, um, we create space. Um, but if we are in a Sunday morning gathering where you can't always, you know, have these long interludes and, and, and I think that's okay. You yeah. know, God's totally cool with that, you right. know, um, he'll, he'll use everything. He'll use the lack of space. He will get a hold of people, you know, uh, we are participating in the work he is doing, you know, it's not the other way around. Right. Um, um, I think the way we were made is we do need to take breaths. And when you think of music, music is less about the notes you're playing and it's the space in between the notes, you know, where, yeah. where uh, the moments are, are had. And I think when we can create sometimes just the smallest moments, um, we create a, a space for, for someone to exhale and, uh, and, and just maybe dig in a little deeper with what the spirit is telling them. What would be, say there's a worship leader is planning a worship set and they need yeah. one more song <laughs> and, and you had to recommend one of your songs this Sunday. One of my songs? Yeah. What, oh what, my what, goodness. What song would you recommend? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, that's, there's so much, you know, pointed at me <laughs> here. This is so weird. Um, <clears throat> I think, I think fires is, is one that, um, is very, it's, it's a wide angle lens. Um, it's a message. I think you live, live life long enough. Uh, you, you're going to walk through the fire. Um, I, another song that I feel could work is a song called turn it around. And, um, I think we always need to pre impress upon our hearts, uh, God's present working power that, you know, I, again, I'm someone who is so used to and good at doing things on my own strength, right? I can pay for it. I can, you know, if I don't have enough money, I'll go work for it. Uh, I will call someone. I will call someone to call someone, you know? Uh, and I think to a degree that can, you know, God is, again, he's patient, he's kind, and he is not one to kind of um, take over our free will you know, until we surrender that over to him. And so again, this season of life, walking through this illness of, of my daughter has really made me realize that I, I don't need to be strong. And, uh, and the song Turn It Around um, is really just, I think about recognizing God's present working power in our lives and that nothing is impossible for him. What do you have coming up? Um as far as tours? Yeah. Um, I mean, okay, so uh, March 10th, we start the Jeremy Camp tour with Riley Clemens. Uh, we'll be doing, I think, 20 dates uh, with that one. I've got a lot of one-offs uh, from in the spring and then a lot of festivals over the summer. Uh, I think we just locked in our fall tour, but we haven't announced yet. So um, that'll be a big one which I'm excited for, but I don't think I can reveal any details right now. 
So, but uh, we're looking at booking for 2023. So I'm super stoked about that. Cool. I haven't even heard that year yet. (laughs) I know, right? Right. You're like, what did he say? (laughs) Thanks so much for being a part of this week's episode of the podcast. We would absolutely love to connect with you on any platform that you're normally on, but we tend to spend a lot of time over on TikTok nowadays, so we would love to find you over there. Look up the Church Collective, or you can look up myself, Ryan Lochi, or you can look up Chris Bellamy. Uh, We'd love to connect with you over there.